See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Oh my gosh. We are back again. Can you believe it? I can. This is show. Slow Robot a Go-Go show 298. Lumbering towards the ever-present big 300. Which is a very nice accomplishment, I might say, for myself. Patting myself on the back. Don't want to throw my own sh- my shoulder out. Oh, yikes. Anyway, my name's Mal. If you have never joined us before, where have you been all my life? This is uh, the podcast dedicated to B through Z grade movies. Uh, mostly Z grade. Today is a, today's choice is an odd one in that I'm not even sure what to call it. But anyway, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, if you didn't tune in last week, uh, me and uh, Promi, Promi does another show with me, uh on RadioStPete.com called The Indie Circuit. Um, I think we're also going to be branching off into a... I used to do a show called Asian Cult Cinema. Well, used to. I still do to this way this week. Um, on uh, ra- If you go to RadioStPete.com, I have two shows on there. One's The Indie Circuit, and the other one is uh, uh, Asian Cult Cinema. But I actually think I'm going to transition that one away from Asian Cult Cinema and make it uh, more like Asian Garage Punk, Asian uh, Music. I uh, have quite a bit of, of uh, uh, quite a stockpile growing of all these Asian bands from Japan, mostly Japan, some from Korea, uh, and I'm starting to be like, well, you know, it's a little bit better, and I think probably a little bit more crowd pleasing over on, you know, Radio St. Pete. It's a radio station, partly, parts of a radio station, part of it's online, and uh, you know, I think it's like more, uh, more user friendly if it's more music and some talking. But I digress. Did I pulled the trigger on a couple uh, uh, soundtracks this week? I bought the uh, Guardians of the Galaxies mixtape one and mixtape two on vinyl. Um, really odd. Like if you know Guardians of the Galaxy and you know that like that mixtape that's also like on that wood grain panel on the spaceship. It's very iconic, very cool looking. That's the UK uh, record sleeves. The American ones are like these picture discs i'm like i don't i don't want that so of course i i you know so of course i got the uk ones cost me a few bucks more but i'm like yeah let's go with the iconic looking one that i recognize and like instead of the weird looking american version not sure what happened there very odd anyway back to my original thing before i jutted off into nine different things uh if you didn't listen to last week's make sure you check it out me and promi talk a little bit about not B-movies. We were talking about the newest Star Wars, and we, and we talked about the uh, the Ghost in the Shell live-action uh, adaptation out of Hollywood. Um, pretty interesting talks, I hope. I hope you guys are like, wow, I liked it, and I like it always. That would be impossible, but I know what you're saying. Okay, now we'll go into the usual stick, uh, what I watched this week. I watched uh, Rogue One, which was, you know... Rogue One, I I really have a, a, a love of these new Star Wars movies. Um, you know, the original ones, of course, that was when I was a kid. I remember them so fondly, it's it's insane, you know. And I'm not like a super fan, but I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I've always loved Star Wars. And the middle three broke my heart, like many people. I, I shouldn't hate on it so much. 
you know, I haven't rewatched them because I was just like, eh, whatever. But these new ones, you know, since Disney took over and Abrams and they have so much life and spirit. And I know a lot of people were kind of complaining about the new one, but I was like, what do you want out of a movie? That, that's the, whatever. So I don't care. It doesn't matter. I mean, I loved them. I will, for the most part, they've really been huge hits with me. And Rogue One was no uh, slouch. You know, the way they roped in these characters that you've never heard of to the ones that we remember and love was really incredible. So I watched I watched Rogue One quite a bit. I know I'll be getting the new ones uh, when they come out on Blu-ray. Hopefully I'll just get one big box set and... I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, who knows? With the way the way Disney's running this thing, there'd be a box set of 100 and it would cost me $20 million. That, that's with inflation. So we'll, we never know. Yeah, then I watched Death Note. Uh, this is another one that was on my radar from the anime... But I never watched it. I'm not a huge anime fan, but I like some of it. I mean, you know, I, I dip my toe into the anime pool from time to time because I do love Akira. I do love, you know, Fist of the North Star and some of these, like, th- some of the more iconic ones. Of course, Ghost in the Shell. I, I love Ghost in the Shell. Um, Death Note was one that was kind of on my radar because a lot of people talk about it and a lot of people love it. And then on Netflix, of course, the live action one pops up. And I was like, and I didn't know it was the live action one when I clicked play. And I'm sitting there, I was like, what is this? I thought this was an anime. So then I watched it, and I was like, okay. Serviceable movie, because I have no vested interest. A lot like the Mar- the like I like a lot of the Marvel movies, because I don't care. I mean, to me, it's a big, flashy animation, anime, or big, flashy action movie. So it doesn't offend me if they're doing something wrong to the canon of this character, because I don't care about the character. I mean, I, I mean, I'm watching it, so I care, but I mean... Not the backstory and and how he got that way, you know. And you're like whatever. So it's more enjoyable if you're a super fan of something. It, things can really grate on you when they make movies out of it. And uh, Death Note was okay. I didn't know why it was set in America. I didn't know why it was the way it was. So I was kind of like meh, you know, whatever. But then I watched a couple of episodes of the anime because of course it's like, hey, if you like that, why don't you try this thing? And I was like, okay, whatever. So I watched the anime version the Japanese version, and of course, it was much better. I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, because it's like, there's 39 episodes. I was like, no thanks. But I watched the first five or six, and I was like, okay, this is a very enjoyable, interesting concept. You know, the concept of Death Note is, of course, uh, this Shiguri demon, Roki, 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 I'm not sure. Forgive my butchering of the language. I butchered the English language, a little in the Japanese language. Um, he, you know, he's this demon, and and they, th- there's this notebook. If you write a name down, they die. You know, and the, whoever has the book can write these name down names down for seven days. And I'm being very loose with the with the with the uh, the synopsis here. So, the American version, of course, the kid gets a bo- girlfriend, and then they they do all this killing all these gangsters and bad people and stuff like that. But there's always a twist because. Much like there's always a twist when you ask Genie for money, or when you ask a wish from a Genie, there's always the bad part. You know, well, of course, if there's a demon handing you a notebook that you can kill people with, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of strings attached. And uh, I do find the, the anime enjoyable, so this is probably one that I'll go back to from time to time and watch a couple... I'm not going to binge watch, you know, I know that's the cool thing to say now. Um, I'm not going to binge watch, but I probably will watch it from time to time. It's enjoyable enough, and it's not bogged down. It's kind of like a, I don't want to say a light watch, but you watch it, 
and then you're like, okay, I, I'm good for now, and that's thanks, and that's it, and you leave. Uh, then I watched Checkpoint, which was a <laughs> Bill Goldberg, I'm assuming direct-to-video uh, uh, movie. You know, it was one of those uh, we hate terrorists, yay America, really bad. It was really bad. I was like, ooh, this might be a contender for a uh, for a slow robot a go go. But um, there wasn't enough there to talk about. It was just like your standard, you know, take out Bill Goldberg and plug in Steve uh, uh, Steve Austin or whomever, like, you know, Steven Seagal. Oh, I'm going to come and kill you, you know. It's the same crap. It's like you've seen it so many times. They, I don't think the director knew how, like, rocket launchers and grenades worked, though. It was odd. It was like there was these... Whatever it was, I wouldn't recommend seeing Checkpoint unless you're really hungover, which I'm pretty sure I really was. Uh, so that would be it there, you know. And then I watched a, a documentary called Chasing Les Paul. I think I'd seen this one before. Well, in fact, I know I saw it before, but I got it on disc from Netflix, and it's all over the place. You can find it out there. It's just kind of talking about Les Paul, talking about his influence. Um, is really great uh, if you like electric guitars and all that kind of stuff, or even any kind of guitar, you know, Les Paul and Leo Fender are kind of like these iconic names, and we owe quite a bit to them as far as the heritage of what an electric guitar actually is, and and actually even like sound shaping, Uh, you know, (laughs) some of the, Les Paul had these rooms full of these, oh, this was the first multi-track that I made out of two rubber bands and, and tears from a baby and you're like well, how did you you don't know how they even figure this stuff out because you i assume they're aliens i mean honestly so les paul the alien came down and said i'm gonna make music on earth and they're like whatever dude um and then i watched um one called magellan which was a sci-fi movie i liked it but again this is there's i don't want to say a disturbing trend but there is definitely this trend that indie movies um, can do these space dramas or space whatever you want to say sci-fi or or horror because there's like two sets and the rest is just footage that you buy from somewhere of space and of whatever so this fell into that I did like it a little bit more it had a decent plot um, but it's out there on Netflix again this is one of those streaming ones that they're like hey you should watch this uh, sometimes they get a little bit pushy uh, with their with their suggestions and then after that, I kind of I kind of fell into the uh, rabbit hole of riff tracks and um, and uh, MST Mystery Science Theater. I like I like those a lot. I've I watched the old ones religiously. I know them by heart just about. Uh, so riff tracks has been hitting the uh, Netflix for a while, and I've been I've liked that a lot because um, I didn't get to see very many of those. I, I didn't buy them. I don't know. You know, you can't keep I can't keep buying stuff and buying stuff and buying stuff. But uh, now it's on on um, Netflix, so hopefully they are getting some royalty checks from that. Uh, so I wa- they watched uh, the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle was one, and uh, uh, what's that? Mikhail Thor something another some of the, some of the Canadian weightlifter who was in uh, Zombie Nightmare. Well, they also did one called Rock and Roll Nightmare. I think it was terrible. It was so funny. Like they were really roasting it, and I I loved it. You know, in fact, I might watch it again today, depending on how bad football is, which I'm assuming bad. It's playoff fever, and, you know, what's the point of watching if we all know that's just going to be the Patriots winning the Super Bowl again, so who even cares? It's hard to even care. I mean, honestly, I, I 
just just go away. Um, so or I'll go away, and, and, and I guess most of the watchers have have been too because I guess it's down ten percent. NFL uh, viewership is down ten percent, and it was down last year too. And I'm like, well, the product isn't very good anymore. If you just know it's going to be the Patriots and the Super Bowl, you know, and there's no then who even cares? Um, however, they keep doing it. Uh, you leave that up to your own fishing. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so I might, I might delve back into the, some more riff tracks or some more, uh, MSD. That's some of those things I can put on the background and just, uh, do stuff, you know, not read, but like work on things or do stuff. And it doesn't, I laugh cause I hear the jokes, but I don't have to like focus on it. You know, I, I was a subscriber or not a, a, a backer to the, um, to the, which, oh God, to the new MST. You don't know the story. Mystery Science Theater 3000 was on from like 99 to 2009. No. It was up to 1999. Ten seasons. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, I I, want to say that's right. I want to say it was on till 99. I could be wrong on these dates. Then it went away. But it had such a huge fan base. Um, You know, the original creator, Joel, reached out for uh, one of those uh, uh, Kickstarter things. And it had such a tremendous, uh, had such a tremendous um, reaction or, or, or you know buy-in that they had a, they they were able to do the season, and now they've even signed a second season because it's on Netflix now. Uh, and I was a backer. I, I I took a kind of a high dollar one and I figured I owed it to them. And also, you know, you got a lot of stuff. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure how I feel about the new season. And I, it's not that it's not good and funny. I I do like it. I do watch it. Uh, but it's one of those things where I'm like. I'm set in my ways because I know the old ones so much. <laughs> you know, that's I think that's what it is. Like I said, they're fine. I, I like they stuck pretty much with the original concept. I do love uh, um, who, who's TV's the son of TV Frank is uh, Patton Oswalt, who's who's an extremely funny guy. I always liked his stuff, and uh, it's I when I watch him, I'm like I laugh a lot, but I I always kind of stick with the older ones. I like them more, and I guess probably again that's just from familiarity. Um, you know, it is nice that they're updating. Like the jokes are now more relevant. Um, they're much more fast-paced with their jokes too. They've wrote, they've written in a lot more. Where the old ones kind of let you watch the movie and listen to the jokes. The new ones are a lot more rapid-fire jokes, which I think was by design. All right, well that's a, enough of my musings. I'm gonna uh, take a quick trailer break, and then we come back. Uh, oh, boy, have I got a a story for you. Uh, this one is launched under two different names. Uh, what is it? Like, like they usually are, right? Oh, my gosh. So, uh, yes, when I come back, we are going to be talking about the, uh, I guess I'll call it Future World, City of Mass Destruction, or as some might know it, GR30 small case K? Question mark? I don't know. Nah. Let's see what we have to say about this. Well, here's some trailers and for your ears and butt. Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I could make caps, or a brooch, or pterodactyl, because you could, um... Yeah. A cold-blooded murder. Five-year-old witness. Simple. Fat. Um, killer's loose. Somebody, if the cops can't find him, it's gonna all command. The brothers must. Now, Everybody. From 20th Century Fox, a motion picture murder mystery. So unusual. So bizarre. 
together, brothers. In the name of peace, the world is killing and fighting ever cease. Music and lyrics by Barry White. Vocals by Lower Limited. On 20th Century Records and Tapes. Everything they can. Together, brothers. Rated PG. All ages admitted. Rental guidance suggested. Together, brothers. Right on. It looks like Godzilla, but due to international copyright laws, it's not. Still, we should run like it is Godzilla! Though it isn't. The Naked Witch. Mercy! The most chilling, most terrifying motion picture you have ever seen. The Naked Witch. The shocker of all shockers. Rated R. Come early, beat the crowds. It's breaking records everywhere. Kenny called. He's in jail. He didn't leave a number. Sincerely, the guy on the couch. That a true story about seven pioneers, all of them children. Too late in the year to try to go on to Oregon. Of course, if you want to die of lung fever, or freeze and starve to death in the Blue Mountains, well, go ahead. <laughs> Alone, with winter fast approaching, the children fought an unforgiving wilderness to fulfill their father's dream, Oregon. The story is true. Their courage, unbelievable. Dodie Dayton's Seven Alone. Little pigs, little pigs, let me come in. Not by the hair on your chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in. Alright, we are back. The Shining, I haven't watched The Shining in a while. Probably should, because I do, uh... I do remember it quite fondly. It's a very good movie. Anyway, uh, now onto the show. So, uh, as I said, I'm going to be just... I'm not going to do the GR or whatever that says. I'm just going to call it a future world. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure why this was renamed. Um, you know, it's just called Future World City of Mass Destruction, which is how it was... Uh, how it's listed on... Um, Netflix, you know. Now the other thing I can't seem to find is uh, the release date because I've seen 2010, I've seen 2012, I've seen t- tw- 2007. I'm gonna go with the IMDb uh, 2010, but again, I'm not too sure. Now the one I saw was really long; it was like two hours and something. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but at that point, I was already in too deep, man. You know, in too deep. And um, and I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, you, you just start watching something. This is almost, I want to say, it's set in 28,000 years in the future, which is pretty grandiose. I don't think the Earth or we will be here in 28,000 years. Uh, sorry, I'm a, I just don't see it. Uh, I don't see us being here in... 28 years uh the you know the style of this movie and well I, one thing i'll say before i do that uh, i always do love when when sci-fi movies are like 
in 2028. And you're like, okay, that's like really close. And we're in flying cars on the moon and Mars and stuff. And I was like, I don't think we're going to do that either. But this is, they took the other side of the needle on this one and put it a million years ago or a million years from now. But it's also set in Grand Rapids. Like, like uh, they, they filmed in Michigan and, uh, you know, and uh, okay, and that's and that's where they made this this whole thing. This whole place is set in one. There's like one surviving city left, and things are about as bleak as you'd think. You know, it's a post-apocalypse. It says I'm like in six million. There's been six of uh, nuclear or nuclear war, holocaust and two ice ages, and there's one city left. And you're like, huh? And it's and there's mutants and there's mostly insane people look like disheveled homeless people with weird masks on and stuff. They're kind of setting it up now. This is there's four stories here. There's basically four writers. It's it's an anthology, but sometimes they overlap, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're very serious and dark. Sometimes they're not. I think now I'm not bashing this movie. I, I really am not. It's an odd movie again, and I don't know how to even place it or talk about it completely. Well, I'm going to talk about it for about whatever 30 to 40 minutes, but like. It's hard to say this is a space opera, this is a drama, this is a co- comedy, this is a sexploitation, pinky violence. There's no, I, I don't even know what to really say this is. You know, it, it's a post-apocalypse sci-fi at its core, Um, you know, but this is one that was, it was made for nothing. I mean, I, let's see, yeah, okay, <laughs> Um, I don't see how much it costs to make. You know, of course, you. I have to look at this, look up all the stuff on this. Um, but it was. It, this is the traditional like low budget B movie. This this is the heart of why this show exists because I do like this kind of stuff. Um, you know, there's four. No, is there three or four? But there, there's four stories, but there's like three kind of th- three entities fighting stuff out. The, the the Divas Corporation, Divas, Divas Corporation, which is almost like they control everything because they just bought up everything and, you know, they own everything, so they're like the big bad people. Then there's Steelbase, and then there's Fillmore Collection, which I think the Fillmore Collection was the, um, was the, the, they were like the, um, vampire sect. There was like people that, there was lesbian warriors, uh, was was another one that they were like in there. There's a lot going on, you know, and and it was just one of the things where I thought it was. I do always like the different. Um, I I always do like when there's when there's other uh, uh, stories when there's more than one story because if you don't like one, you're like, well, you know, the next one might be pretty good, uh, and that's always fun. You know, because that way it kind of keeps things moving along. Because there was one story that I didn't like at all. It was like about these drugs, like these two stoners. And at first I was like, okay, this is, seems kind of funny. This might be a, a funny section. But it, it like went on and on. I was like, okay, this is a little... Can we uh, make this part go away, please? And then, you know, they didn't. But I wish they would have. You know. Uh, what are you going to do? Okay, so as I alluded to, there's different writers for each segment. Um, you know, one it was called the day lady, the day lady killed, um, which was that was the start of this movie, um, and it was really uh, this was the part where you're like, okay, what are we doing here? Because this was shot entirely on green screen, 
and I know what you're thinking you're like oh my god what I don't even know what this what this style is like then they like took this they applied a style or a filter on layers over this movie that it's very it looks degraded but it's not like they're trying to make it look like you were like you found an old pile of film I mean like it looks like they added grit and 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 shadowing and very odd pastel colors they they met they made the colors really funky so that's the first thing you notice about this movie when you're watching it and this is what sucked me in actually because you're like okay what is this now and you see it's all on green screen so that that's a knock against it but in this case i'm not it wasn't done too badly like there's limitations of course this was a this was made for five bucks you know but but they had they knew it so they they compensated by putting this very interesting visual style on it you know and much like you know like sin city or some of these other ones and now it's high dollar of course when they do something stylistic that's very very odd or off-putting it gives a feel to the movie and this makes it feel very uncomfortable this the way how 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 like tattered and 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 weird this filter is on this movie makes it that much more interesting believe it or not and sometimes that kind of stuff wears on me and gets boring but this one didn't seem to it fit what this was supposed to be you know and so it was kind of cool i actually like it and that's the part where there's like there's a battlefield and this segment here the, the day lady killed felt very inspired by uh by um heavy metal you know so if you, you if you remember the original heavy metal which had uh, some just some odd stuff going on and but but there was that warrior woman that's what this lady was she's just this she's like a she's out there killing some of these soldiers and the divas soldiers you know and then they they finally capture her and they throw her in this in this gladiator pit and she starts and she kills the head gladiator and then they're like, oh my god, you know, like, get her, because basically they're saying they're going to, the, the guy doesn't like that she won, so she's gonna make he's going to make her fight until she dies, but then she killed her way out of that, you know, and kind of, I won't give away the ending, but so she kills her way out of that, out of the gladiator arena, you know, and goes out into the world, you know, and then, uh, I'm trying to think, then Here Comes the Fire was the second segment, and then the third segment was called Race to the Balder. And then Enter Crenons. And then uh, that's it. Uh, so, yeah, those are the four segments. Um, I Here comes the fire. I guess, I, I'm guess i guessing that's the... Is that the second one? See, now this is... Look at how... Like, I can't even keep these straight. There's four segments. You know, when you talk about Tales from the Hood or Tales from the Crypt presents, like, you can always remember them distinctly. I just kind of remember Gladiator Chick. Uh, then I remember like this brother. That I think this is the one because I I think the third one is the Stoner one, the Race to the Balder. That's what it is. So here comes the fire. Is one where like you almost think at this point the second one is continuing from the first one. I didn't realize it was in like a, it was in, in four segments. And it looks, because it's so visually similar, and a lot of the guys are the same, and a lot of these weird-looking creatures are the same, you're like, okay, this is just a continuation. They're gonna, He's going to be looking for this girl, but it's not at all. So he just goes into this burned-out part of this city where it's all drugs and whores and 
and all that kind of shit. And uh, and he's playing like the grizzled detective cop with the trench coat, and he could be the guy from Sin City, uh, you know, a little bit. Um, and he's he goes into this bar, and he meets and his brother's there, and he's like, oh, and they kind of do this back and forth, uh, fighting about stuff. And then his brother kind of convinces him, he's like, hey, I know where they have all the food. Let's go break into this place, and we'll get all the food and all the drink. And it's kind of like. Eh. But you can see right away, like, they kill a couple people, and, and and so this is kind of gritty, and the stakes are pretty high. And they're driving a truck, and this is one of the parts where you're like, ooh, <laughs> this is obviously not real. Uh, but, but that's okay, whatever. Like I said, it's forgivable, because what do you expect out of a freaking B-movie? Like, a low-budget B-movie, they're doing the best they can. And I will say, honestly, from my heart, they did a fine job. Some of the actors weren't actors. Some of the sets were were not uh, done very well, but this was also, you know, this, you gotta figure this was created mid two thousands. We're so we're so quick to judge stuff when you know we, I don't remember where the technology was in the mid two thousands. I know late nineties, green screen and animation and stuff like that was for shit. So as we crawled out of the ooze, you know, this was somewhere along that line. But uh, so it's, anyway, the, so the brothers are there, and then they get to this. Another part of this, it's outside of the city, so they get there, and they're, then they're, they're trying to go through this maze of tunnels to get to this place that has all the food, and uh, there's some little weird things that they kind of come up, they, they happen upon people that are just standing around being odd and looking like, uh, like that, uh, weird girl from Blair Witch Project, if you remember that trailer, um, and then, you know, so, so then they get there finally, and it's, uh, it's, it's not a double cross, but they get in, and then this weird guy in a tub who looks like Jabba the Hutt, but he's just like in a tub and he has tubes coming out of his head and his blood's coming out of his face and all that stuff. He's like the vampire kind of guy. And uh, he's like, oh, I knew you were coming. Oh, I, I see everything. And you're like, okay, how and why and whatever. Um, so they're cornered and they start shooting their way out. But then, um, you know, some of the guards get, get... They shoot the one brother, not the trench coat wearing cop, and he gets out, and then like, <laughs> I forget how this all worked out. Oh, he had the he had, so like, they get the one brother, and he gets out, and he locks them in, and he like he puts the bomb in there, and like he has this huge bomb, and he basically blows the whole thing up, and he's like, well, haha, got you in the end, and and uh, that's the way that goes. All right, I'm gonna take a trailer break, and then when we come back. We're gonna get through the last two segments. Um, so the first half of the movie. At first, you're like, oh, wait, this is, okay, this is interesting visually, and, well, this this warrior babe's kind of hot, so let's see where this goes. And uh, then you think the second part's the first part, but then you're like, oh, wait, no, this is a second story. And you're like, how do these interconnect? And then you're like, oh, you don't. And then you then by then you realize, you're like, oh, I get it. You know, that's that's this thing. It's, it's different. All right, trailer break, and we come back. We're going to finish out GR30K, a.k.a. Future World. City of Thing or something. I can't remember the whole name of this thing. City of the uh, Mass Destruction. Future World! City of Mass Destruction. You'd think I could remember that. It's such a gripping name, but I don't know. Post-apocalyptic stuff kind of melts together into my brain. It's kind of like a kung fu movie. Hey, could I use your guys' phone for a sec? Is there anything wrong? I don't feel very good. 
You are listening to the most massive carnivorous ground beast in the world. Over 2,000 pounds and 18 feet of gut-crunching, man-eating terror. By its size alone, it can overpower and devour any human. The deadliest jaws on land belong to... Grizzly. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Hi, I'm Kathy, and just listen to this. The cheerleaders are back in our greatest adventure yet. Revenge of the Cheerleaders. Revenge of the Cheerleaders will show you why we're the team that everybody wants to make. We know the best way for our team to get ahead is for them to get a little behind. And that's what we're here for. So if you want to see the girls who put the high in high school and the laugh in your life, come check out Revenge of the Cheerleaders. We're everybody's favorite student body. Revenge of the Cheerleaders. Rated R. And let me give you some advice. When you leave a man for dead, make sure he's really dead. You shall utter no word without the permission of Basra. Her heart is weakening. It has to be replaced with a new one. This very night. The Blood Drinkers. Vampires preying on the innocent. In the dark of night, they attack to refresh themselves with the warm blood of the living, leaving behind them corpse after corpse, with no one safe from their deadly fangs. These are the Blood Drinkers. And Edgar Allan Poe's immortal classic of horror and hate. The Black Cat. Is it real? Is it alive? For unimaginable shock scenes, see The Black Cat from the pen of Edgar Allan Poe. He's got emotional problems, man. You mean beyond past physical? He's fragile. Very fragile. Huh? I did not know that. All right, we are back, and better than ever, I hope. Okay, so now, uh, now on to the third segment, and this was... It was okay. Then it was too long. Then I got bored. Then the third, and then the fourth one came along, and I was like, "Yay!" So, in this one, it's like two stoners are sitting on a couch, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I get it. This is like what you call it. This is like uh, Beavis and Butthead, except in the future when death is there." And, um, and you're like, "Ha ha, very funny." And and they're, so they're smoking this space bong. And it tells them when they're and they're being the dude, ha, 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 you know, like it's, it is literally like watching Beavis and Butthead in the future. Um, and it was okay, it was kind of funny, but then it was gratingly annoying. So the they run out of weed, and then one guy stumbles around uh, and finds this blue ball of drugs, and he's like, "Oh, I found these drugs." And then they smoke it, and some purple genie comes out, and he's like, "Oh, there's more by this." Uh, the this this bald bald more by the balder more by the balder and then they're like oh what's that and then his sister comes in uh, one of the stoner's sister comes in and is like oh the balder that's this that's this old piece of artwork that that they put up in the 20th century but it's lasted forever even through the wars and you're like oh so this is like the guy's railing against uh, some kind of piece of art in you know in Grand Rapids or he's paying paying homage to this whatever. So they're like, so they're like, oh, dude, we gotta go there. That's where all the drugs are. 
And then they're like, oh, but we can't because they'll kill us because of murder. And and I guess there's roving death squads from Divas on the streets. And you're like, okay, well, hmm, what? And then the sister's like, I'm going out. And she puts on a hood and, and goes and leaves. And then, um, you know, then the two stoners are like, no, we can't. Well, we have to. Okay, let's go. And then they go out and they kill a cop and steal his motorcycle but then now everyone's coming to, now they dispatch people to come and kill him um so they're they're like they're still doing their stoner shtick but now they're trying to hide from these soldiers and uh they get killed and then uh and then they then the end shows the sister on the couch with she she got to the balder and got all the weed and now she's back in the den smoking and then the genie comes out again and you're like ha 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 uh and I, you know, at first, like I said, at first this was it was funny. Um, it just went, I guess it just went kind of too long, you know. I I thought it was literally, I thought this was going to be one of those things that they put in throughout the movie as like a one minute jokey joke to transition, because like they're like I said, these stories don't line up and match up. They, do, I mean, there's an overarching theme of this is in the future and Divas is evil. Oh, and I I did forget a major plot point in the beginning. Uh, some scientists come in and they say, oh my God, the Earth is going to run out of oxygen in like three years and 12, three years and two months. <laughs> three years and 12 months. That's four years. Uh, and they're like, oh my God. And, and then the Divas command, uh, the, the guy in charge is like, oh, it's okay. I have robots out there collecting air and we're building a mine. We're building uh, underneath the ground where we're going to live. All the people that I like. You know, some of humanity, they're going to try and save humanity by going underground uh, for the chosen few, which I know I wouldn't be on that bus, probably, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, and then uh, and then they're like, okay. So, then after, because that was in the beginning of the movie, so you're like, okay. Because that kind of pops up from time to time uh, when the when their warriors are talking or, the, or when somebody's expounding some kind of exposition. They're like, oh, and that's right, and then we're gonna end, the, war, the world's going to end. So then we have the stoner scene, and it's uh, it's kind of funny. Then it gets old, and then it goes away, which is yay. And then the last one, you see that these miners are down there digging this thing, and they unearth this being. And I'm saying being because she's dressed as a very sexy, scantily clad woman, rotoscoped and oddly colored and all that kind of stuff, which is okay. And she kills everyone. And she's killing all these people, and then there, and then Diva, the Divas is like, "Oh, this is a problem because we need to keep digging down there because we're running out of time." Um, so that's when the son of the leader of Divas goes in and like, "We have to, hi- we have to hire the Cranons. Uh, the Cranons are basically a race of two super hot women. They used to be a whole race of people, but the Cranons got murdered by all the Divas sto- soldiers. But there's two left." They're the hope. They're the last of the Divans, and they're lesbian lovers, and they they're very sensual, sexual warriors, dressed provocatively. So it's entertaining. And then and then he, and then the dads. The, so the Divan guys, like the son of the Divan leader, is like, oh, we have to go summon the Krenons. We'll make peace with them. Then they'll go kill those girl that 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 uh, spider woman. All good for us. And then the dad's like, "Oh, you're I don't you you you're dead to me. How dare you ever say something like that? I, everything I've done is ruined." So the son murders the dad, and I was like, "Okay, that's cool." And then he says he calls and says, "Go get the Krenons and have them fight this this sexy death woman." 
and the death woman takes off her head from time to time and becomes a spider. And you're like, okay. So then the Krenons are like, no, you killed our tribe and they murder everyone. And then they're sitting there kind of waxing philosophic about their how that's they're, they're on this earth to be warriors for good. And although this is for a bad entity, the real thing would be to save the earth and kill this thing. So they make out and then they say, let's go kill these thing. And I'm pretty sure the, I don't know who, who these are. Um, so they, then they go and they start battling with this, this woman who's, I don't know. They're, it's very, uh, swords and, and, uh, like I said, they, they look very much like the girl warrior from, uh, heavy metal. Um, and they're fighting this, this end boss, you know, and, uh, and it's just like like they're fighting and they're not doing so good because this demon boss is really good and they one of the girls gets killed so uh, you know um, uh, um, Astra is Vion gets killed it's Vion and Astra are the my my mom had a Pontiac Astra in the 70s I I don't think it was the same uh, actress though we drove around that we didn't drive around in in, in uh, Rachel Finnan. Uh, so Astra and Venon are fighting this person, and and Vion Vion gets killed by Astra's sword. Like the spider thing does this twirly thing, like Natron means and spins around, and then she goes whoops and stabs her, and she dies. She was getting killed anyway. Like this this demon's really formidable. And Astra's crying, and then there's like, oh, the spirit of of all the all the Krenon are now in you. And she goes all freaking berserker style, and so she finally kills this weird spy, spider head thing. And they're like, yay! And they run in, and they just start mining again. And then she's carry she carries her girlfriend out and lays her on the ground. And she's like crying. And she's like, oh, I'm really sad now because you know, like we were the last two, and I loved you, and now you're dead, and I'm just now I'm just roaming the earth as a ronin and she's like and then her mystical demon comes up or her mystical spirit comes up and says no don't rest on your laurels there's a there's an even worse demon and she's like what say say what and then the girl's like yeah there's another one so smash and she's like oh no and she picks up a sword and then smash cut to the miners and they open up this thing and there's a big m on it and out flies this demon. The demon just flies out, goes to the head of Devon, says, "I'm the leader. I I've been dead for like, a, I've been in hyper, I've been in storage for like whatever twenty thousand years, but now I'm back and I'm gonna kill everyone." And then the the Devon guy's like, "No, you aren't." And then he kills him. And it kind of just ends on that note saying, "Wah ha 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 ha! I'll see you in, uh, you know, GR thirty K dash two electric boogaloo." I'll see you in future, future, future world too. City of more destruction. I'll see you next time, and I'm not going to be around next time. This didn't make anything. It made like one dollar. Um. So yeah. Uh. And then that was and then the end. Um. I'm trying to reflect on overall feeling. You know, I was like, "Ooh, this is a long movie." I had I watched it in two chunks. Uh, I try to watch movies in one sitting. I, it just I always have, but sometimes you can't get through them. If it's this is a lot, if it's a super long movie, you just kind of can't. So uh, this was one that was broken up into two two watching segments. 
Um, in fact, I had to go to sleep because I had work the next day, and I paused, and I was like, there's still an hour left. Oh, my God. Um, but it went by pretty quick. I, If you like sci-fi, I would say watch this movie. Like, I don't... I can see why it didn't do well, like, as a release, but I also think this probably is one of those things that's might be like one of those hidden gems that a lot of people have on DVD. You know how people like, like, oh, I love Troll 2. It's such a great movie. And you're like, well, no, it isn't. But it's hip to be square. This might be one that as people watch it as it gets out there more and more. Maybe this will gain some cult status, some cult phenomena. Like, I can see how it would. Um, it's visually interesting. It's funny, pretty much. It's kind. Some parts are funny. You know, you, you kind of get a laugh out of it. Like uh, the two Krinon warriors are running to, for their final battle, and they stop, and there's this group of guys. I forget what they're the Grugs, Grugs, something like that. And and they're just doing this weird chant. Oh, we love you! And they're in, you know chanting to some goddess who looks like a. I don't know who the actress is. I mean, there's a big there's a big picture of somebody. It it looks like the girl from uh, not Three's Company. What was the one with Schneider? Who cares? Doesn't matter. Some lady there, and uh, you know, and she's like, oh, I hate these guys. And as she's leaving, you know, Astra just like turns on this bomb and just chucks it over her shoulder and it kills them all. So that kind of stuff is very funny because of this landscape. It's just like, meh, I'll just kill them. Who cares? You know, I don't like them, so it doesn't matter. Um, there's lots of interesting stuff. There's not a lot going on in the background. Uh, I will say that. This is one of those where, in, in you know, because heavy metal was animated, they could take the time to draw in little creatures having sex in the background and weird cityscapes that are melting into some demon's head. That was kind of the shtick with heavy metal, the movie, where this is, you know, every decision was money, time, and, you know having somebody else do something and they're like, oh, we can't, we can't, we don't have it. We can't, you know? Um, so all in all, I would say definitely, if you like sci-fi stuff, if you like odd movies, which if you don't, I don't know why you're not, why you're listening to this, I would say, go ahead and watch it. Especially now, grab it, watch it while you can on Netflix. It's free. Just type in, uh, future world. It'll come up. Trust me. Or if you have some weird things that suggest oddities like I do, It'll eventually, it's going to say, hey, you should probably watch this because you watch all this other crap that no one else watches. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Um, I know it's a little shorter than normal, but, eh, you know, I kind of got through the plot, and, um, you know, what can I tell you? It was uh, definitely worth watching. Check it out. Uh, it's like one of those little movies that time forgot, but I would definitely say find it and watch it, and you'll say, how did... Now I'll get through this one. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. This has been Slow Robot Go Go. I will see you next week with more B movie goodness. My goodness, get us out of here, green slime. No, I- I'm serious here. <laughs> Don't worry, Scrub. Now there are plenty of tards out there living really kick-ass lives. My first wife was tarded. She's a pilot now. I-, I need for you to be serious for a second here, okay? I, I need help. There's that fag talk we talked about. <laughs> Pour it on, Morris. Give it everything she's got. Open the door, you'll find the secret. You'll find the answer if you keep it. You'll believe it.
came here. Get up! Get up! Nah. Prosecute him. Why you think you done it? Okay, number one, Your Honor. Just look at him. <laughs> he talks like a fine too. <laughs> and B, we've got all this, like, evidence of how, like, this guy didn't even pay at the hospital. And I heard that he doesn't even have his tattoo. I know. And I'm all, you gotta be shitting me. But check this out, man. Judge should be like, guilty. Peace. Yeah!